0: Hello everyone, welcome to Small Biz Tips. Guys, I met this gentleman um in was it Austin, Texas, South by Southwest. It was it was an awesome experience. I was in a room with him and a bunch of amazing entrepreneurs. And after that, we didn't even talk that day. It's the crazy part. We end <laughs> up connecting afterward, like literally a day or two later. And I was blown away with everything that he's doing with entrepreneurs that I had to bring him on the show. Guys, meet my good friend, Adam. What's up, man?
1: Hey, how you doing, man? Good to be with you.
0: Likewise, likewise. So Adam, can you tell the people, all my fellow entrepreneurs, who is Adam Phillips?
1: <laughs> That's a great <laughs> question. Um, so I was born in a small town. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am a lawyer by trade. I uh, taught school first before I went to law school. Oh. Um, a lawyer by trade, and then who ended up in, uh, you know, as an investor and a founder. So I'm somebody who likes to change. That's definitely yeah. true. Um, I like <laughs> adjustments. I like pivoting. And um, but yeah, I, I got into. I currently work with TechStars, but kind of got pulled into the world of investing through the mm-hmm. long route which basically was um first I literally was a teacher and a coach I love that work <laughs> um, went to law school because I had um parents from you know different country my parents were immigrants so they were like doctor hey. lawyer choices um, <laughs> I went with lawyer and um and then got uh, connected to a startup that um mm. that changed my trajectory so yeah now I work with I invest and um work with startups and uh, with tech stars through their uh, two of their accelerators so
0: Wow that's amazing. You said something here your parents are immigrants what country
1: <laughs> Yeah so my father's family is all from Jamaica and mm. uh, my mother's family is all from the Cayman Islands so um wow. Caribbean parents and um and yeah I can't complain I, so you know I, I love it world. I, I'm,
0: <laughs> I'm from Haiti There you
1: go
0: I remember after high school my dad and my mom was like you're going to be a doctor. Like there was yeah. it wasn't like no discussion around it. It's yes. you're going to be <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, and it's crazy cuz I went to school to be a doctor. I took all the biology classes mm-hmm. and I hated it. <laughs> 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 and I was like, "You know what? I'm going to go business." And they didn't talk to me for a while. Did your parents still talk to you? <laughs> uh,
1: they were confused. I have to say they were confused when I, cause I was already a lawyer when I decided to sort of go full-time into investing yeah. and entrepreneurship. And, um, and they're like, what, you're leaving a, like a lawyer job with a salary, you know, how to do, you know how to make this money. And they were confused, but, um, wow. but they're okay with it. <laughs> yeah,
0: so let's talk about this. Right. Um, I don't have too many investors on the podcast. And I'm curious to get your investor mind, right? Uh, Get right into it. Because I think um, you have entrepreneurs, you have investors who are also entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people don't fully understand the investing world. So tell me more about, you know, how did you get pulled in to be an investor? What was that first deal that you said, okay, I'm going to invest in this?
1: That's a great question. So yeah, it is a very different mindset and um you really do as um there's some of the some crossover there where you sort of have similar beginnings like mm-hmm. the idea of seeing something new and watching something come out of nothing, like creating something and um, being kind of in the mess of that first mm-hmm. part um that is similar like with entrepreneurship as well as you know kind of being an investor. but when I was a founder, you know, I had a specific vision whereas as an investor, Um, I really am looking broadly at other people's Mm. visions so um, that's a different that's a different way to approach it Um, and I really can't just approach you know a vision just to dive into it by itself I have to figure Mm. out well okay I want to dive into the vision but how does then that translate to an investable vision Um, and that's a different question like being an investor is really not about just investing my own I don't invest my own money right now Mm. I do financial investing but I also invest other people's money which means Um, I have to look and say, okay, am I going to make a good choice by jumping into this person's vision of the world um, for my investors? Am I going to take their money, put it in here? It's going to create more money. (laughs) And um, I can give them back their money and more. Uh, So it is a different approach for sure. It's a different mindset.
0: And what's that level of stress? Right. Because (laughs) you have somebody else's money that you got to now find a way to double or triple. Uh, yeah. for them right and they gotta trust you enough to do that because it right. doesn't matter how much it is 100 a 1 million 10 million whatever they gotta create how do you how do you build that trust with those other investing partners you have To like okay this is where we're gonna put our bets on
1: yeah it's a great another great question i you know for me i'll say it's probably different for different um you know mm-hmm. different investors but for me What it came down to was um, me getting to trust my own judgment Mm. Um, so I could trust my own judgment. I was comfortable uh, investing other people's money.
0: Um,
1: So I had to feel comfortable, you know, that I had enough experience, professional experience. I had enough like wisdom
0: from failing
1: myself and seeing things succeed, Um, you know, seeing both sides of the coin, like just succeeding is not useful and just Mm -hmm. failing is not useful. You need to see both. Um, and once I had sort of felt like I, you know, I, I have some gray hair, so I'd seen enough stuff where, uh, I felt like I could trust my own judgment. Then I was like, okay, bring me other people's money. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, I love you know, it. That, I would have been too nervous. So
0: uh, I'm curious because I think there is several different layers as an investor, right? You have angel investing, you have VC investing, you have private equity investing. Can you All kind there. of give us kind of like a broad, you know, um, clarity or a a bird's eye view on what does each one of those looks like uh, in your eyes?
1: Yeah. And so, and this is another great point. You're good at this too. Um, (laughs) um, They are all very different, very different motivations. And when you're talking to investors, you have to know their motivations. An angel investor is very different from a VC investor, which is very different from a PE investor. Mm -hmm. Now, Now, technically, a VC investor is also a PE investor because VC is a category, a subcategory of PE. But the way that we run venture capital funds or typically run venture capital funds is very different from a typical PE fund. Um, So the short answer is you have to know the difference in the person you're talking to. And there are a million financial instruments. Um, Mm -hmm. So understand the one that you're the, the one the investor you're talking to is using, because that will tell you a ton about their motivations. So quickly, um, sort of in terms of their, um, you know, kind of graduated level of due diligence, I'll say, (laughs) Um, angel investor being kind of a a good start for less due diligence, Mm -hmm. uh, more interested in kind of their personal motivations, what excites them about the opportunity for them, maybe just like the founder, um, you know, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be more of a gut check kind of uh, investment low dollar amounts here it tends to be low dollar amounts could be anything but it's just yeah. one person deciding i want to do this they're an angel they fly in from heaven they they drop yeah. their money on um vc investing um the kind of the the space i play in with tech stars um it's other typically another person's money that you know we're taking in and as a strategy we're using yeah. you know we're we're picking a strategy to invest that money to make a return so my goal is um, obviously to make good investments, trust my own judgment, understand my own expertise areas where I don't have them, find other people to resource them. Level of due diligence is pretty early stage, so there's more mm-hmm. due diligence than an angel typically, but not as much as you would get, you know, at the next stage. yeah um, because I know um, ultimately, I'm betting on new ideas, fresh ideas that don't have a ton of proof. Um, yeah. they're early they do have something in the you know in the business, but they don't have a ton I can actually measure. Um, so, you know, up due diligence, up the pressure and kind of the scrutiny, but not at the level of, you know, something as a more typical private equity, um, which is essentially all run by spreadsheets, the numbers are bigger, um, the The business has already proven it can survive, it has a business model that works, the business model can be put in a spreadsheet, and you can say, all right, what's the math formula for if I invest in column A, I'm going to get column B, so um, that's sort of the that's sort of a little bit about the run-up, but yeah, there's a awesome. million instruments. If you don't know the kind of instrument your investor uses, you don't know
0: anything yet. So, you mm. don't to, yeah. So, what would you say? Let's say you're you're an entrepreneur, you have an amazing idea, um, you know, you're in the startup stage, and you're like, okay, I need funding for this because I can't fund all of it by myself. What are like three things that they should look for when they're going after angel or VC capital? Hmm. Um, So
1: I would say start as take as little money as you can initially,
0: um, Mm -hmm.
1: and and maybe nothing like maybe the only money you should take and remember uh, that uh, customers have money too. like find customers and they are also a kind of like that. (laughs) (laughs) They are the best kind of investor because they don't want anything but the product or the service, whatever it is, they don't want any piece of your company so um, so prove your idea to yourself first and to your customers. Um, and and once you start to prove yourself the idea to yourself and your customers, like the investors will follow. They'll throw their money at you, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, because remember, my job is not to to hoard money. I it's not my money. My job is to take that money and to put it to work. Yeah. So if I find an idea that's already working and they're already customers, like I want to give you my money. I'm, I'm gonna try to give you my money. <laughs> um, so that's number one. Prove it, prove it to yourself and your customers first, and people will throw their money at you. Mm-hmm. Um Uh, So I would say number two, well, actually, maybe that's number two. Number one is take as little money as you can and take it from customers first. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Number three may be uh, something like, um, you know, if you're trying to get started, it really is. uh, Again, it's super important to know somebody who can like explain the field, the the field of play from you. Don't like most people are not getting money to start their businesses. Most businesses don't get outside funding. Um, businesses get customers uh, and they live or die that way so don't assume everyone's getting all this money and you're not because Mm. whatever reason you know um, you have to prove to somebody with money why they need to give their money to you Um, so a lot of people get discouraged because they think everybody's out there just getting checks Uh, most people don't get outside checks to run their businesses so um, so I'd say don't be discouraged maybe that's number three
0: Hmm. I love those three points. Right. Because one big thing is a lot of business owners, especially in the tech space, I realize, you know, they're like, oh, they got the idea. They got an MVP to go for funding. And I think, okay, maybe I need to prove this idea work. Maybe I need to get a few customers under my belt first. Then it makes more sense. And now I have proof of concept that this thing really works. So I love the fact that you share that. Which takes me to my next question. Right. As an investor, you get deals come across your table all the time. Yeah. So how do you vet them? How quickly do you vet them? How do you identify, okay, these are this one I want to work with, or this one's not for me? Like, what are some of your criteria that you look for personally, I guess, when you're looking at deals?
1: Yeah, that's a good question, too. Again, again, you're good at this. Um, I <laughs> would say, uh, uh, well, I do. Yes, I, I most likely have seen the kind of deal that you're going to present to me, the kind of business concept. Um, Mm -hmm. So for me, the biggest thing is, uh, and and I'm not alone in that. It's not like I, you know, lots of investors, all the typically investors see a lot of different kinds of deals all the time. Um, So I would say that don't assume that don't assume I need to have the same level of passion that you do. Mm -hmm. I I always love when somebody is pitching me their business and it's very clear. They understand what I want to hear about their business. I want to hear their passion. Yeah. Um, but mostly I want to pivot also uh, from the passion to the business. Like when when do we get to the business? Because if I listen to all the passion all the time, <laughs> <laughs> I would only be listening to people's passion all the time and never get down to like, well, how do I put this money to work? I need to put some money to work here. Yeah. Uh, so for me, you know, it is not I, I don't need to necessarily know all of it. I just need to know enough. So uh-huh. I love it. When somebody clearly understands who they're talking to when they're talking to me. And gives Mm -hmm. me just enough of what i need and i know that that's like it's a little um loose by saying just enough but mostly it's an understanding of um the founder is the right founder um and they're solving a real problem like those are the two things that are key gotcha Um, I know they're the right founder Uh, even if it's a decent business i like a great founder in a decent business i think a great founder can make a decent business great um A decent founder can make a great business decent. <laughs> so <laughs> okay. um, great great founders are important. Um, and then also, you know, like this is the right, they're the one to solve this right problem. They understand this problem. Um, and the problem is big enough. So,
0: so you mentioned great founders, decent business. What yeah. exactly is a great founder? Because you know what I yeah. mean? Like a person can be passionate, they may have a good um business model right? Like, what do you say? Okay, this guy, this guy, I feel like this is a great founder. Like, how do you identify that?
1: Yeah, I think when I, I talked to, um, I'll say, I, I talked to a young uh, woman who was a great for the last class where I invested in and, you know, the tech stars. And it was pretty clear. It was like immediately clear that, um, you know, she not only was interested in the solution that she had come up with, but the problem itself. Mm. Um, so, you know, customers don't care about your solution. They don't care. They don't care if they have to pay for, you know, some complicated thing that it took you six years to build. They don't care about any of that. What they care about is did you solve their problem and can you consistently solve that problem going forward? Um, And it was clear she understood that. Um, And she was also somebody who, you know, talked about how uh, like she made it clear she understood she would have to pivot and that failure was part of this thing. And then it wasn't just a straight line walk up. You know, those graphs we have and all those, all those things that go up and to the right. Um, doesn't work like that. <laughs> it works like this. And if you're lucky, it keeps going up, you know. Um, so it was clear she understood that was part of it and that she like fell in love with the problem she was trying to solve. And that's what customers care about. They care about the problem. So I was like, okay, that's person you bet on. You bet on that
0: person. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. So I, I want to go a little bit deeper because you mentioned, um, you know, you you see a lot of deals, right? And you partner with Techstars. Is the deal flow coming because Techstar brand or how's that deal flows coming? Because there are mm-hmm. investors out there that's like, I need deals. I have money and they don't have yeah. any. Deals. Well, some are like flooded with deals. Like talk about deal flow a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's a great question. I mean, do they so Techstars does certainly help. Um, And it's the brand means something. We're still, you know, we were the most active investor in the uh, early stage venture capital last quarter. Um, That's our plan is to stay there. You know, we want to be in this space. So definitely tech stars plays a role. Um, I think it also matters sort of where you come from. So a little bit of like my own network over the course of, you know, again, all these gray hairs mean something like I've been connected to a lot of people for, you know, 40 some years. And so, Mm uh, you know, that network pays dividends in times like this, where you keep good relationships with people who were former founders or current founders. And you say, um, you know, if you're good to them and you, you were good, a re- good resource for them, they tend to be like, Hey, you should talk to this person and yeah. you get referrals that way. Those are always great. Cause um, people know what to expect. You know what to expect from people and they know what to expect from you. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's, it's kind of both. And it's everything. Um, and I, I always try to be a person, I'd rather lose a deal, um, or lose an opportunity to work with somebody because I was too generous and too open about what I wanted, rather than like, you know, try to sneak a deal over the line and hide mm. it from somebody else. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Um, I, I tend to think that, you know, I, I lost like, uh, for instance, I lost my last class a deal um, uh, to, to uh, Y Combinator, you know, the Y Combinator, they're great. I have no problem. I couldn't argue with the fact that this person wanted to go to White Combinator. Yeah, uh, but now also this this cycle, I've had somebody come to me specifically and be like, "I don't want to go to White Combinator. I want to come <laughs> to Texas." So I'm like, "Okay, that's that's how you hope it works, right? We're gonna lose some. But we're also gonna win some. Yeah. And uh, you know, I feel like that personal work you do over those years pays dividends. Then,
0: mm. so let's talk about Tech Stars, right? Because surprisingly enough i know about tech stars, but i know there's a lot of entrepreneurs that don't know about tech stars and the value yep. that you guys bring so what exactly is tech <laughs> uh
1: great question so we are a uh, we're a venture fund essentially that um we use our strategy our strategy our main strategy is accelerators um mm-hmm. so we are one of the you know the top accelerators in the world we are all around the world now um, looking to be, we were the most active in the last quarter in the early stage venture capital, and looking to stay there. Um, we do back venture backable early, pre-seed, and seed stage companies, um, and we do it, you know, consistently. We have mm-hmm. there's probably fifty or forty some MDs like me um, that run over fifty. MDs or
0: are- sorry,
1: managing directors. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, all around the world that run, I think we're just over 60, maybe, maybe mid fifties programs. Um, You know, all throughout the world, again, at different times, we start um, a number of programs start basically in the first week of every month. And we just kind of keep rolling throughout the year. And we're planning on increasing that even as we go year by year, and it's been going up every year. Um, So yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, our plan is to just keep funding great opportunities, and, um, and essentially kind of creating this long tail index of, of, you know, good investments that we hope uh, will not only kind of serve our current LPs, but our future LPs as well. So
0: yeah, LPs or-
1: uh, limited partners. That's true. Sorry. I'm, I'm deep in the, I'm deep in, <laughs> yeah, the, you're deep
0: in the lingo. So we got to make sure. <laughs> so uh, I want to go a little bit deeper, right? So when you said an accelerator, are you saying that, Hey, this tech startup, um, has a business with a business model solving a problem, they come to you, you look at the deal, you think, okay, this is a great deal. You invest in it based with your investors' capital. And then now they're part of this accelerator, which is um you we want to I want you to go deeper into that piece. And then you guys have a percentage of equity, I guess, in the company. Mm-hmm. So if this company yep. skyrocketed, um tech stars generate capital. Is that correct? Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, we're not for every business. We're not looking for businesses like there's lots of businesses that can do great again, like we talked about without ever getting investment. Yeah. Uh, we're for businesses that want to be, you know, growth businesses on the on the scale that, you know, take venture investment. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we invest early and try to get there before, um, you know, the, before the business gets too big, mm-hmm. uh, because if we're, you know, if you're already big enough, we're probably going to take too much equity from you. We don't want to do that. Um, wow. because you're already, you're already too big for us. If you're too small, the same thing. We'll take too much equity because it's just, you know, you don't have enough to sell yet at that point. Yeah. So there's kind of a sweet spot for growth businesses where we look for them. Um, and then, yeah, we come in, we add a uh, huge value in three months, which is, you know, the goal is to basically help refine the business model, expand the network for the uh, the company, and then sort of plug them into our broader network that's already, awesome. you know, 3,000 plus um, venture-backable companies and thousands of investors and uh, make introductions, sort of propel them on their way to growth. And that's the um you know that's the model. so yeah, our our equity investments go, um you know, it takes years for them, obviously, to sort of fully bear yeah. themselves out, but that's we play the long game with these companies. we're We're in it with them,
0: wow. I have so many questions I want to ask in terms of <laughs> the tech star model because I think it's genius, right? Being able to have a group of investors. And being able to have people like yourself um, mm-hmm. and bringing good, cool founders that has amazing ideas all mm-hmm. into one platform and to make mm-hmm. something work. Now, with that said, when that person you spend, they spend three months with you guys, they're building mm-hmm. their business model, they're getting the right contact, or they're not, are they paying for any of that too? Is there any additional fee or is it more like, how's that work?
1: Yeah. No. So essentially, what happens is we give them, You know, $120,000, they give us equity, and then the rest of it is um, that's kind of the deal. We make that deal. And there's a little nuance to that, but that's kind of the basics of the deal. Um, And the equity, you know, we get common stock as well. So we dilute down just like the founders get diluted when they raise future money. Um, But yeah, the rest is us working together. And sometimes we do in person, sometimes we do virtual. Um, Most programs have some kind of hybrid mode at these, you know, this time now, because everything after COVID is kind (laughs) of hybrid. But, um, but yeah, it's all about like trying to find some of the verticals are very specific. Some of the accelerators are very specific verticals, Um, like we have an energy accelerator. We have a music accelerator. Um, Yeah, we have some that are, (laughs) oh yeah, yeah. Very cool stuff. And a sports one in Minnesota, like some very specific verticals and then we have some that are partner accelerators where right. um you know you're connected with a specific organization in a place um and then we have some that are just city accelerators which are you know we come to Atlanta and we have a yeah. accelerator so yeah there's no, also um
0: let's say you're a founder you hear this episode you're like oh my god this is what i'm looking for um what is that small biz tips that you would share with all Mm. the founders that are listening to this right now? And, Mm -hmm. you know, debating, should I go apply for tech (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Should I grow in my business? Like, what have you seen from, you know, all the gray hair experience? (laughs) That's
1: right. (laughs) I would say, so I would say most people, remember, most people don't need outside investment. So I'd say the first part of the tip is try to do without us and we love you, but try to do without us. Not only because. Um, once you get on the tech stars or any sort of investment train or venture train, it is a growth trajectory. You know, the goal is to make your pile that pile bigger. And so um, there is more speed, there's more pace. There's a little bit more, you know, you're probably going to fundraise again, which is a lot of work and all that. Um, So the first tip would be try to do without us. (laughs) Um, If you can't do without us, um, there's nobody better to do it with. The tech stars Mm -hmm. model in my mind, one of our main kind of, one of our main uh, tenants or platforms is give first. Um, We try to be, you know, we try to encourage our companies as well as sort of be the company that gives first to people. Um, I always, I'm willing to talk to anybody who is interested in, you know, hearing about what we do. Uh, I'll make connections to people, you know, even if it it means I lose an opportunity, Um, all of our businesses, you know, take the email from people in the, in the network. So, um, you know, we really do try to be give first. So if you're looking to grow at, at a venture scale, um, I don't think there's a better place you could do it than Techstars. Um, techstars.com. T-E-C-H-S-T-A-R-S.com. You can search all the accelerators. There's a ton of them. Um, and, um, you know, there's tons of different kinds, like we talked about in-person, virtual, remote, um, and all different places in the, the whole world. So, um, but if you have any questions, I'm always open to taking that email too.
0: That's awesome. Guys, reach out to Adam and the Techstar team. I know they're amazing because I've met some of the founders and I'm telling you guys, there's some mind-blowing people out there that you guys got to meet. So thank you again for jumping on, Adam. How do people get in touch with you? Um, Beside going to the Techstar site, what's another way that they can reach you?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I'm on LinkedIn, Adam H. Phillips, uh, A-D-A-M-H. P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S. You can find me there, stars. I'm also on Twitter. And do I know my Twitter handle? I think it's Adam H. Phillips again. I'm checking my phone. I'm not like, uh, <laughs> yes, it's Adam H. Phillips. I wasn't taking a call. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: at Adam H. Phillips. You can find me on Twitter um, and then Adam H. Phillips as well
0: on LinkedIn. Guys, reach out to Adam. He's the man. He's the connector. <laughs> Thank you for jumping on, Adam. This was amazing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. This was fun.